Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can listen to us here locally in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or you can go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and there you can listen live wherever you are in the world. But if you're going to listen live, you have to adjust your time schedule to be on the same time we are here in the Central Standard Time in the USA. But you can also go to the archive section of the radio show, and you can listen to any radio show that you'd like at your convenience, anytime you want. And the same is true for my newsletter. I send out my newsletter every Friday. And if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, you can do that also on the website. And you can also bring up other newsletters that are now in the archive section of the e-newsletter. So you can read a lot of past newsletters to gain more information. And I know that's why you're listening as you are now, for more health information. As always, I tell you and remind myself that we are the only ones responsible for our health. Yes, responsible for our health. It isn't a guessing game. It isn't by chance. It isn't by the roll of the dice. And God's not mad at us. There's a reason for us to be unhealthy or healthy and we can drive that forward either healthy or unhealthy. Drugs don't make us healthy. Doctors cannot help us to be healthy. While doctors have a tremendous impact on the quality of life through surgery, or whatever might be necessary medically, and they have a tremendous impact in the world. They are great people. Unfortunately, doctor means teacher, and they are not a teacher of health and nutrition. They can't be a teacher. They have no knowledge, no knowledge of health and nutrition. I've heard many doctors say, that whatever is wrong with you, whatever you eat makes no difference. Come on. It's been known for millions of years that food is our best medicine. And we have lived on this earth for millions of years with no drugs and have survived and thrived. And today we are crumbling under the guise of food that is sold in the grocery stores, supermarkets, whatever. The food is not fit for our health. It's fit for profit only. It's genetically modified. It is chemically altered. Food is not food anymore. They change it. 
and it's changing us. So we need to be very careful of what we eat and what we don't eat. Sometimes we don't eat what we should and we eat too much of what we shouldn't eat. So we need, we need to make better choices. And I think that's the only reason I like to be here is to help to point out there are things we can do nutritionally to use natural medicines like combinations of vitamins and minerals or herbs or botanicals that have a bigger impact on our health than drugs. But food is the foundation of our health. You'll never get away from it. Food is the basic foundation of our health. The old computer, garbage in, garbage out. We put garbage in, garbage is going to come out of our bodies. And we pay the price. So we're here just to share information with you. I'm not here to make choices for you. I'm not telling you what you should do. And you should always talk to your doctor as well. You may be on medication. You may, it may be necessary that you are on medication. Maybe you have gone too far down the hole. In order for you to get up out of the hole, you may need some drugs, some medication temporarily. But if you start eating correctly and getting rid of the carbohydrates and the sugar, and maybe just to make it short, follow the ketogenic diet, the low-carb diet. The American diet is primarily carbohydrates and sugar. So we're here just to share with you on how to change your lifestyle to a higher quality and healthier lifestyle. So our feature topic today is how to eliminate and treat acne. And then we'll talk about long COVID. You may have had COVID, COVID-19. You might have had the infection. You survived. You no longer have an active infection, but you have side effects that linger on for a longer period of time. And they are serious side effects that are hindering your life. We'll talk about how to change those long COVID side effects primarily in the older adults because of the weakened immune system. We'll talk about forever chemicals and how they affect blood pressure. We'll talk about vitamin D and mental illness. Baby boomers are less healthy than their parents. We are not going in the right direction Health-wise, the diet has changed drastically. Go back to the 1970s, and there were very, very, very few people that were obese in the 1970s. And we were eating fats. And then they brainwashed us that fats were bad for us. And even if it's a lie, if you tell a lie often enough, 
it becomes the truth to many people. They believe it. Fats are good for us. There are unhealthy fats, of course, but fats in general are good for us. Butter, cream, eggs, meat fats, olive oil, avocado oil. They're all good fats, coconut oil. We need good quality fats. Fats are not bad for us. But now take a look at America today. Since the 1970s, that's only 50 years, 50% of Americans are obese. That means grossly overweight, grossly fat. And sometimes I think people just don't care. It's a change of the diet. It's not reducing calories. Calories have no matter to whether you gain weight or lose weight. Type of food that you select. You can eat a lot of food. You never have to walk away from the table hungry. You never have to push your plate away because your portions are gone. As long as you eat the right type of food, you can eat your fill. You can be satisfied. But you have to choose the right food. We have so many things on the docket today that I know that we'll never get over all of them. But we'll try every, every week, we try to get through our list of topics. So let's talk about acne. It's not just teenagers. Adults have it as well. In fact, it is the most common skin condition in the United States. You might think psoriasis or eczema, but truly it's acne. And it doesn't happen because the skin is dirty. You don't have to wash it. You don't have to use special soaps. It's not because it's dirty. Acne occurs when the sebum, which is the oil that keeps our skin from drying out, and dead skin cells plug a hair follicle or the pore. And if the plug is filled with bacteria or infected with bacteria, it creates a red, swollen, pus-filled acne pimple. And don't rupture them. In other words, acne involves abnormal clumping of cells in the follicles or the pores of the skin. With increased oil production. Bacteria, inflammation are all conditions involved with acne. Now, there are three major acne triggers that make acne worse and not able to be treated or may cause cause acne. And number one is high-carb diets. Carbohydrates have very, very little value. And especially in the United States. 
When I go through Europe, whether it's France or Italy, the bread is totally different. It is so much of a higher quality and so dense that sometimes it's hard to really pull the bread apart. It's not genetically modified. The grains are not genetically modified. GMOs are banned in Europe. We're eating very unhealthy foods in America. The major foods consumed in America are foods that are classified as carbohydrates and lots of sugar. Eating foods high on the glycemic index makes acne worse. That means a high absorption of sugar. Now, it doesn't have to be just sugar. The food that you consume as carbohydrates converts to sugar because that's how we break down carbohydrates. Like a white potato has more sugar after it's been consumed and converted or digested than a candy bar, than a Snickers bar. Foods that spike blood sugar, that's what I'm talking about. Glycemic index classifies all the foods that spike blood sugar levels, which also can increase hormones, which then cause inflammation of the skin and throughout the body. By reducing carbohydrates, you will have less pain, any kind of pain. Carbohydrates trigger triggers inflammation and pain. Sugar of all kinds. Now, I'm not just thinking about the sugar in your sugar bowl. I'm not thinking about the sugar that's just in your soft drinks. Yes, they're all horrible. Sugar is, should never, never, ever be consumed in any form. But all the grain, all the bread, all the pasta, all the crackers, all the cookies, all the desserts. Those are all carbohydrates. And when they're digested, they convert to sugar. Even fruit. And some fruit should not be consumed because they have a very high ability to spike the blood sugar level. If you're going to eat fruit, eat fruit that has very low sugar levels and has a low glycemic index indication. So they don't affect the blood sugar level, which causes type 2 diabetes. There is no such thing as type 2 diabetes. It's because we're eating foods that spike the blood sugar, and when the doctor sees on a simple blood test that your blood sugar level is high, it's only because you're eating a lot of sugar. If you eat too much sugar in your body and it's in the bloodstream, where did it come from? If you put too much gas in your gas tank and it overflows, whose fault is it? Because you put too much in. You didn't stop the pump. And we're not stopping the pump of the sugar going into the body, into the bloodstream. The best way to tell 
how your blood sugar level is by watching your A1C levels. That is a marker, marker to look at blood sugar levels over a period of time, about three months. So you want to eat like berries, which are very low in sugar. I love aronia berries, choke berries, black choke berries. Now, they're not, they're not really good to eat. <laughs> I got 150 bushes in my backyard. I love the berries because they have such a high nutritional, medicinal value. But they make your mouth pucker. They're not sweet. But when I throw them in my protein drink, I don't even taste the puckering or the astringent effects of the berries. They make your mouth pucker up. But they're highly nutritious. So I throw a cup of them in my protein drink. So we need to cut down the carbohydrates and sugar for all of our indications, not just acne, but every one of our complaints is driven by carbohydrates because carbohydrates cause inflammation, sugar causes inflammation, inflammation causes heart disease, type 2 diabetes, pain, and all of our conditions, arthritis, heart disease, it's all driven by carbohydrates. One survey found that 86%, 86% of subjects, participants, who began a low-carb diet saw tremendous improvements in the health of their skin. Now, the second one is stress. When we're under stress, there's a hormone in our adrenal glands that's released to counter the stress. But it causes all kinds of side effects. That hormone is called cortisol. C-O-R-T-I-S-O-L. So when you have high cortisol levels, that aggravates all of our diseases, including acne. One study found that college students had more severe acne during the periods of exams than any other times of the school year. They were under stress. And then changing hormone levels. Women may experience acne flare-ups before their menstrual cycle. Sometimes you look at women and their face breaks out, their chin is broken out with pimples, and you know they're menstruating. So our hormones are changing during that period of menstruation. Now these are three triggers that we can have some influence in correcting, absolutely. Changing our diet. Follow a ketogenic diet to clear up your skin and your face. Get rid of the carbohydrates and the sugar. Emphasize protein. Good quality, healthy fats. Lots of fats. Fats are very good for the skin. 
and just a small amount of carbohydrates and no sugar, low sugar fruits, and primarily focus on vegetables that grow above the ground. Now that might sound funny, but all those that grow below the ground are high in starch, beets, carrots, turnips, potatoes. They all grow below the ground. So avoid those because they're very high in starch. And what is starch? Another form of carbohydrate. So here are some nutrients that may prevent and reduce acne. One of the top minerals, which we don't often talk about, is sulfur. S-U-L-F-U-R, sulfur. It's a natural acne fighter. Its antibacterial activity in the gut works extremely well to prevent the buildup of toxic bacteria. It helps stop overproduction of oil on the skin to prevent the pores from becoming clogged. And potassium, another mineral. It keeps bacteria and the fungi in the intestines in check and promotes liver and kidney detoxification. Vitamin A, not beta-carotene. Beta-carotene is not vitamin A. They like to tell you that. I don't know why, what their intentions are, why they want to promote beta-carotene. Beta-carotene is a precursor. It could be vitamin A. But not everybody is able to treat beta-carotene and convert it to vitamin A. So you'll never know for a fact that when you take beta-carotene, you're getting vitamin A. You are not, in many cases. Yes, some. But if you really want vitamin A, then you want to take really straight vitamin A called retinal acetate. That is vitamin A that's found in nature. Beta-carotene is good, nothing wrong with it, but it will not always and for everyone supply vitamin A. And vitamin A stops the buildup of dead skin cells, which can clog the pores. And it's required for the immune system stops the bacteria, which is linked to acne. And another mineral is zinc. So important for the skin. If you have bad fingernails, if you have white spots on your fingernails, it's a lack of zinc. Zinc is so important to the healthy quality skin and immune system one, one study found that people with the lowest zinc levels were the most likely prone to have acne flare-ups. I would also include vitamin C, vitamin Bs like pentothenic acid, vitamin B6, chromium. Chromium helps regulate blood sugar levels. And burdock root, 
which detoxifies the liver and the skin, and boswellia, which is an anti-inflammatory. So all these nutrients, if they were in a formulation, in one pill or one capsule, could very well treat acne or prevent acne. But those that have a flare-up can get their acne under control by using the combination of the nutrients that I just described. Now, here are some other steps to minimize acne. First of all, eat a low-carb diet. In a study of teenage boys, those following a low-carb diet had a 50%, reduction in acne breakouts versus those eating an unrestricted, high-carb diet. Manage stress. Adaptogenic herbs really have an impact on reducing stress, like red ginseng, rhodiola, ashwagandha. These keep cortisol levels in a normal range. Hormone support, especially for women. Now, I would look for a combination to maintain a healthy balance of hormones, both for men and women, is to look for a combination of DIM, D-I-M. DIM is the abbreviation for a chemical name that is extracted from broccoli. And when you combine DIM with curcumin and grapeseed, that will help regulate your hormones. In fact, many women take a drug called tamoxifen. It's an aromatase inhibitor. And grapeseed extract has the ability to be almost equally as effective as the drug to balance hormone levels in the body. For men, they may convert testosterone or DHEA to estrogen and have too much estrogen compared to testosterone. Well, DIM regulates the hormone levels in the body for both men and women. Now, we're going to talk about long COVID, those side effects that are still plaguing people long after COVID-19 infection has been eliminated or treated. But we'll have to do that in just a moment. It's time to take a break. We'll be back right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. Don't go away. We'll be right back here with Terry right after these commercials. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry, naturally, with Terry Talks Nutrition. Go to my website. If you haven't gone through my website, you may want to do it just out of curiosity. We have a lot of good information there every week, new information every week, ideas and concepts and information and studies and science all the stuff that we need to learn and to know 
that it will help to improve the quality and the health of our life. We need to learn how to make better lifestyle choices. 98% of all of our diseases or so-called diseases today are caused by our inability to choose quality choices of our lifestyle. Lifestyle choices determine our health. You can have good health or bad health, and it's all up to you and I. It's not because we lack a drug. It's not because we haven't seen a doctor. It's because we aren't making the best choices on a daily lifestyle choice. Now, we're back, so let's talk about the long COVID effects, especially for older adults. Now, this is a very, very good study, a, a big study. So the bigger the study, the better results we're going to see because there's a more powerful impact. And the researchers that collected the data from over 2 million people, huge study, comparing health outcomes for people diagnosed with covid to people that never had the viral infection. So they looked for people that had COVID-19 infection and people who never had the infection. And they compared them. And the results, 45% of people age 65 or older who had COVID-19 will develop long COVID symptoms. That means long, that means you're going to have it for a long time. 45% of 2 million people, and that represents the United States overall. So these 2 million people a major portion of them had COVID-19 infection. Some did not have COVID-19 infection. And then they compared the two. And 45% of the people age 65 or older who had COVID-19 infection will ultimately develop long COVID symptoms. And the most common symptoms and these symptoms last long, long after. That's why it's called long COVID. Because these symptoms last long, long time after the infection has been eliminated. They're not infected anymore. But because the infection was there, the infection caused side effects that may never recover. And some have had it for several years after they've had infection. And the most common are respiratory issues, respiratory conditions, cough, and shortness of breath that never leaves the people, some people, 45%, those people will have respiratory conditions caused by the infection. The infection is gone, but these issues linger on long after 
the infection. Body aches and pain in bones, joints, and muscles. And fatigue. This is one of the most common is fatigue. They never, ever feel any energy levels. Their energy levels are kaput. And brain fog. They have problems with attention, concentration, and memory. I know a very dear friend that's in her 50s. And her brain fog is probably equal to about an 80-year-old. Now, a separate study of 1,400 COVID survivors. They've had infection, but they survived. And they are over the age of 60. Found that one in five of these older adults who had severe COVID-19 infection and symptoms also experienced a significant decline in mental function and cognitive impairment. But there is natural help for long COVID symptoms and victims. There are two leading theories. Now, not proven, but these are just theories as a lot of this is not yet known as to why these symptoms linger on long after the infection is gone. Why? That's a question no one knows yet. But there are two leading theories of what causes long COVID. There are lingering viruses that are attached to the receptor sites in the lung and the gut tissue. So while you don't have a full-blown infection, the virus is not cleared from your body yet. And an overactive immune system that fails to reset, causing chronic inflammation. So people that have had COVID-19, that is an inflammatory response. Inflammation of the lungs. That's what many people died from. Those that died had severe, severe inflammation, and they were too old or too weak to withstand the inflammation, the chronic inflammatory process. So lingering viral particles found in the lung and gut tissue, and overactive immune system. These are the two leading theories by scientists and researchers. One study found that people with long COVID had white blood cell levels 
eight times higher than people who had been infected with COVID-19, but completely recovered. Eight times higher than people who had been infected with COVID-19, but completely recovered. Now, research has shown across the globe, particularly in Asia, they seem to respect natural medicines much more than in the United States. In the United States, it's all drug, drug, drug therapy. There's Chinese medicine. There's Japanese medicine. There's Asian medicine. And they're all made up of herbs, and they're used in hospitals. It's not uncommon to have herbal medicines in an injectable form injected in people who are ill which is commonly done with Japanese, Chinese, Asian medicines. And one of the most common natural medicines or herb or botanical is andrographis. I'll spell that. A like apple, N like Nancy, D like David, R O-G like George, R-A-P like Paul or Peter, H-I-S, Andographus. In fact, I wrote a book on Andographus because it's one of my daily favorite products to take. It is so powerful in tuning up your body. It is like a tune-up. You want your car to run right, you keep it tuned up. You want your body to run right, you tune it up with Andographus. It addresses the underlying causes of most diseases and especially of long COVID. It is a very, very powerful antiviral. And all these infections of COVID-19 have been viral infection. Cold and flu, viral infection. So it is very powerful as an anti-inflammatory and antiviral to stop any lingering viral activity. It's also an immune modulator. And that means it balances the immune system. If it's overactive or underactive, it balances the immune system to function at a normal rate and to restore normal immune function. And a powerful anti-inflammatory, which I also already, already have mentioned. Now, how much do you take? Well, look for one that is standardized using the leaves only of 20% concentration. So about 400 milligrams of andrographis standardized at 20% containing 80 milligrams of its key compounds, which are called the endographolides, and this should be a daily intake, two capsules daily, one morning and one night. This has an ability not only to stop colon flu. In fact, in studies with colon flu, 
Most cold and flu hang on for four, five, seven, eight times, sometimes 10 days. You're never back on your feet. But with taking endographis, within two days, it has reduced the symptoms of the cold and flu by 50% and 100% by day four. And most infections, kidney infection, bladder infection. Also, it is one of the best for improving liver function and detoxifying the liver. It regulates the body function. I would also add red ginseng. Red ginseng is specifically for lack of energy, for counteracting the fatigue that is one of the most common symptoms of long COVID. So I would take 200 to 400 milligrams of red ginseng in capsule form, or you might want to take a tubal form, which is a 100 milligram tubal, which is attached to the gamazorb, which is increases absorption three to four times more. So although it's 100 milligrams, it is better absorbable than the capsules. So really, it's not how much you take, it's how much you absorb. And the tubal form is superior to the capsule based on scientific studies. Now, so many people have high blood pressure. And there are chemicals that have been proven today to cause high blood pressure. Not just what you eat, not just because you're overweight, not because you don't exercise enough, but the chemicals that can be found in our environment can raise your blood pressure. They're known as PFAS. And these are known as forever chemicals. And why do they call them forever chemicals? Because they never degrade. They'll never degrade in the environment. And instead, they will continue to, to contaminate food, water, and soil. And they're normally found in household products, such as non-stick pans. That's a chemical that coats your pan so they don't stick. Your food does not stick. It slides right out of the pan. That's a forever chemical. Cosmetics are loaded with forever chemicals. Go to your health food store and get chemical, excuse me, get cosmetics that are not loaded with preservatives and chemicals and all natural products. And many types of food packaging are loaded with forever chemicals. What they found from research, in fact, the researchers tested for seven different forever chemicals in middle-aged women. They can be detected in the blood. These chemicals are in the blood 
of anyone who comes into contact with them over a period of time. Women with the highest levels of at least four of these forever chemicals had over a 40% increased risk of high blood pressure. 40%. And women who tested positive for seven of these forever chemicals had a 71% increased risk of high blood pressure. These chemicals disrupt our metabolism, our body function, and they also have been linked to cancer and thyroid problems. So how do you minimize your exposure to these forever chemicals? Well, for sure, don't use nonstick pans. That's one of the most common. And don't drink tap water. Tap water is loaded with chlorine and sodium fluoride. Or maybe put a filter on your water faucet, which I don't believe 100%, because I see some filtering systems do not take out sodium fluoride. And most city water systems add sodium fluoride. It's a toxic chemical. There's no need to add that to our water. There's no value to add it to our water. So if they can add one chemical to our water, what's going to stop them from adding the second one or the third one? They're medicating us through tap water. Drink spring water. Bring bottled water. I have not drank tap water in probably 40 or 50 years. We want to avoid those chemicals. They don't break down in the environment. We have to fight to be healthy because nobody is helping us to be healthy. Drugs don't make us healthy. Doctors don't make us healthy. Food giants don't care if they make us healthy or not. They're only looking for a profit and a way to sustain their products on the shelf for a longer period of time. They make more money. We are the guinea pigs of their chemicals. So we need to fight hard to be healthy. It's not impossible. And even if you make some changes, it's better than not making any changes. But keep making more changes as you learn more of how you can be healthier. Now we talked a lot about long COVID causing brain fog causing dementia. And we talked about COVID-19 as an infection. We've talked a lot about vitamin D, D3, David D3, as in a way to treat 
the infection of COVID-19. And also now we find that vitamin D3, there's also vitamin D2, but it's only about 50% as valuable or effective as vitamin D3, and it's synthetic. Vitamin D3 is the same that our body makes when the sun hits the surface of the skin. And now we know that vitamin D can prevent brain fog, dementia. In one of the largest studies on vitamin D3 and dementia ever conducted, researchers analyzed the health information from almost 300,000 people and used computer analyzing methods to predict what would happen if vitamin D deficiency had been prevented. And the results of this 300,000 population study, the researchers found that up to 17%, excuse me, up to 17% of dementia cases could be prevented by simply increasing vitamin D to just normal levels. We don't get enough vitamin D from the sun. It's been suggested that we would have to make our bodies available to the sun. Exposure would be about 50% of our skin available for sun exposure. Now, I don't know if you want to expose the top 50% or the lower 50%. I don't know about that. But you can't get enough sun from your hands and your face or your arms. You have to explore you have to expose more. And in the days of caveman, they did expose more. Today we don't. And we are in our cars going to the office, going to work, going to our occupation, and we're not outside on a daily basis for most people. But we can actually lower dementia cases, brain fog, by 17%, by just increasing vitamin D to normal levels. Vitamin D deficiency and insufficiency is very common. One study reported that at the end of winter, at the end of winter, almost 70% of otherwise healthy young adults at very deficient levels of vitamin D3. And with some population groups, such as the African Americans, Hispanics, dark skin does not allow sun to produce vitamin D3 in the body. So with some population groups have a vitamin D deficiency levels of over 80% and up to 95% deficiency in vitamin D for the immune system as an anti-infected, antiviral has been very, very powerful. 
most of the population has increased their levels of vitamin D3 to 5,000 and 10,000 and even more daily. And I would highly suggest don't let your guesstimate be the way that you select vitamin D3 levels. Have a test done. Your doctor can do it. You can go to some outside labs. You can have a, you can write to a lab and have a D3 test done. Sometimes you may take 5,000 or 10,000 units of vitamin D3 and still have a low level. And when you kick it up, it makes a huge amount of difference. But vitamin D can prevent for brain fog and various kinds of dementia. Preserve your brain. Now, why do baby babe why, wow, why do baby boomers have less health? They are less healthy than their parents. Well, despite advances in healthcare, baby boomers are more likely than their parents and the silent generation to live with multiple chronic conditions and to experience those conditions earlier in life. Researchers compared health data from boomers and their parents that was collected when each age group was approximately 54 years of age. 13% of the boomers, their rate, their health rate as excellent, 13% of the baby boomers had good health versus 32% in the previous generation that produced the boomers. 39% of boomers are obese versus 29% of their parents' generation. 52% of boomers are lazy. No physical activity versus just 17% of their parents. Life expectancy in the U.S. has dropped 2.3 years since 2019 and is about five years less than similar developed countries. We are a sick, sick, sick country. And you can blame it on all sugar and carbohydrates, primarily. With that, my friends, I'm all the time. I've got to run. I'm so happy to be with you today, and I hope to be with you again tomorrow, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. Say a prayer for this crazy, insane world. God bless you, and God bless this great American country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.